0: The training, when you build the confidence, you start believing in yourself more. I believe in who I am in my my industry. An Olympian from 1972 from Guyana who walked into our dojo in Bayshore. Well, I moved around with him that guy threw me the hardest I've ever been thrown my bones rattled and the two guys come between the car guy pulls a knife and I just went into action everything you train for is that moment yeah and it comes out of you because you're doing it all the time for all these years
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Burn Down Podcast. Today we have in the studio Sensei Bonanno. He's been featured in the 15th edition of Deadly Art of Survival. Sensei Bonanno, Mr. Frank Bonanno, what's going on? How you guys doing? It's good to see you. Same here, man.
2: Yeah, good Same to see you again. We saw yeah. you at uh, at our last uh, our Matadors, uh, no, Long Island Cigar Long Island, event. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate you making the trek out from, uh, from you were in the city coming back on your way home to stop off here so we appreciate you joining us here on the burndown
0: yeah man it took took quite quite a while to get here
1: yeah it usually does but the important thing is you prepared and got here 30
2: 30 to 40 minutes early so we appreciate that punctual with time that is that is is, you know yeah that's got you know that that's that comes from the martial arts background that's the discipline discipline that comes from the martial arts background (laughs) 100 percent.
0: you gotta be on time that's it so, if Frank... you were late, you would do push-ups. Oh, yeah. We used to
2: Suicides. run. I used to run. Yeah, Suicides. Run. Yeah. Forget about it. Keep running and don't run. Either either you throw up or I tell you to stop. One yeah. of on us. That's it. So, Frank, <laughs> we, uh, we met you a few months ago at one of our Blueprint
1: Cigar events at Long Island Cigar. And uh, we got to talking and we understood a little bit more about your background. And we've never had anyone who has... A martial arts background, especially especially a sensei, right? Especially who likes cigars at yeah. the at the so at the,
2: <laughs> at the highest at the highest level. Yes, you know, I, you were explaining us earlier. There's a um, in the article that's in here. There's three words uh, that mean like the licensed highest level instructor right. that you can that you can get. So it's a pretty prestigious title. Correct. Uh, so how how did you, you know, how did, did you get into martial arts right like how did that all start because you said you've been doing it for twenty plus years what is it oh, no, longer over, than that over forty over forty years. plus yeah, years gee yeah. that's 40,
0: yeah well it all started from uh, watching uh, Bruce Lee on the Green Hornet oh wow really yeah and being a young young kid you you know you're, you're amazed by it you know back then you're watching Batman and all all the uh, TV shows of then, martial arts still wasn't really big. There was not many schools in the neighborhood, right? So eventually, uh, I have an older brother, brother Angelo. He he started looking around in the area. Uh, and where did you grow up? I grew up in North Merrick. Okay, Long yeah. Island. Yeah, Long Island. So <clears throat> he he brought me to the school that really changed my life you know Um, and I just stayed with it it was it was interest it was learning how to to take care of myself how to defend myself because I was a smaller person you know I was not big probably at that time 132 pounds you know five foot two five foot three and pushed around bullied a little bit and I didn't like that you know I would fight back but I said I need to learn something, and as my brother also a small person, he started training first, and then eventually took me to uh, uh, the school that in Bayshore where my teacher was. And, now, what uh,
2: kind, what style of? It was jujitsu. It was jujitsu, and then it and was, you had stuck with that your whole life.
0: Yeah, jujitsu jitsu uh, This was combat jujitsu. This was more for street,
2: not sport now what's the difference between
0: well you have you have today you have bjj which is a sport can use be used as a self defense but back when we were studying was a traditional japanese art with punching kicking throwing arm bars chokes the whole nine yards but geared to to defend on u- utilize on the street my teacher was a uh, first grade detective in manhattan so back then He used to come back with a lot of stories of his day of what he did, what he used and was constantly changing the system what we call Dainan Wanru which means Great South Bay the school was in Bayshore on the Great South Bay so in tradition Japanese would usually name the name of their style, the school by the the
2: The the village
0: they were in, right? So he took that and he got he got the name and uh, again I started I was think 17 years old with him and I stayed with him up until his retirement 1991 when he bestowed upon me the high ranking of you know menkyo kaiden shihan which that? is which is the licensed master instructor okay
2: so at that point so so you came in at 17 which yeah. is Like you said, you were bullied in school, and seventeen is is still high school. That's high school. That's a junior in high school, and that's you know when bullying is probably getting to its highest. You got some guys that are much bigger, and and so at seventeen, up until ninety one was was what like twenty something years at that at that time. Yeah, probably when he retired,
0: I started night. I started with him nineteen seventy five. Is the year so, so okay?
2: On. So that's sixteen years, yeah, yeah, and then you get bestowed the highest level, right? And then you continue on for another 30, right. 30 right. years.
0: What he he asked me to do was, he started bringing in a judo instructor, which judo and jiu-jitsu is very close because they really are from the same world, the same art. But the judo was more sport oriented, but it was it really develop more of the throwing and the breaking of the balance entering footwork that was the ju- different the judo did
2: yeah okay
0: when i first met my first judo teacher a gentleman by the name of sensei walter ring he tossed me around like i was nothing and already i had this timing i was a young buck still right and i couldn't this guy had to be f- late 50s 60s
2: so how so how how this was when you already became the master. Yeah, yeah. So you were already sixteen plus yeah, years right. bestowed upon the highest level, and you meet this guy, and he's tossing you around. No, the round.
0: judo guy I met in 1986, 87.
2: Okay, but you so you had some time. I in, still had yeah. And now this guy's throwing you around, and he's forty years old, and you're like, yeah. what the heck? Yeah, is and, and to... it just was a
0: total <laughs> enlightenment, and the whole. Yeah, I remember the ex- first experience, and um, uh, and and. Uh, my jujitsu teacher, named uh, Osen, we called him Osensei, which means great teacher, um, said, "Frank, get in the back, get dressed. We got a judo teacher here tonight. I want you to move around with him in the back." You know? He said, "All right." You see this little Chinese guy, and he says, "Ah, oh, Frank, I heard all about you. Get dressed, come get warmed up. And let's let's go. Let's move around." So right away, I'm like, who's this guy? You know? You're
1: like, I'm about to toss so when, this when guy. They, when, they, <laughs> when they say move around, you mean like yeah, play, get, well, get active. Pull, yeah, right, right. Okay.
2: but so, I, I'm assuming like, you know, you're you're not full on 100% like, what, what, for lack of a better term, sparring. No. But no. you're just kind of like, you know, moving together and like right. trying to warm up a little and, bit. In
0: judo, they call it randori. You know, where it is sparring, but it's no punch, no kick. You're not. It's yeah. grapple, throw, right? Try to throw. So, I got dressed, warmed up, came out, and with, grabbed onto him, and within 15 seconds, I was in flight. <laughs> I was in the air, and I hit the ground. And Talk I about just, a wake-up call. I was like, what the hell just happened? And to me, I was amazed. And then my teacher, Richard, which is his name, Richard Lazarus, he, he's looking at me and like this on the table, and he's laughing. And he because he set you up it yeah, was he, knew. Set up. he knew. Right. yeah he, he knew yeah he knew so i got back up i said let's do it again and and uh, 15
2: seconds you're on <laughs> you're on your back well, then again <laughs> i around
0: same throw and i got up i shook his hand i said you got to show me what you did i just didn't feel it because he was so good at it he said you know what you're doing wrong i said what you're leaning forward just from leaning forward? He goes, You're leaning forward. You're weight, you're off. And he just took me
1: <laughs> to me it was like, all right. How did he flip you? He flipped you like over his over his head. You know
0: what I'll call it? You ever see Captain Kirk throw from Star Trek? Yeah. I call it the, ca- the Captain Kirk. It's called Tomonagi Foot and stomach throw. Oh wow. He went oh. under,
1: threw me, put his foot in me and just whoop right over. Uh, oh, see, so he, he like, kind of did one of these where you got under me. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. So you were leaning forward. He kind of just f- pulled you, and, and that's it. That gone. That was it.
1: Oh, okay. And, and, so what is, th- and what is that move called?
0: Tomonagi.
1: Tomonagi, yeah. Okay. Tomonagi. So anyway,
0: I stayed with him and I trained with him. And, and I, I really took a liking to that. So when I inherited the system.
1: And when you say you inherited a system, what does that mean? That means he retired and gave me the the, the reins. The, your your instructor, who is under your under your wing or under his wing, you were under, under his, his wing, his yeah, wing. okay, right,
0: right. He said, "Listen, I'm retiring. I want you to have it, you know." And one thing he said is, "I want you to bring the judo in fully and develop it in my my system." So I said, "Okay." So it was part of my charge. This is your charge. You do this, you know. And then. I, I continued my studies under Walter Ng-sensei. And then he said, listen, you know, I have, I've taught you a lot, but I can only do you so much. You need to advance more. I think you should train with Matsumura sensei And I'm like, well, how do I get to him? He said, I'll make the introduction. You come to the Nakibayashi tournament. He'll be there and I'll make the introduction. So I went to the tournament.
1: Which is on Long Island?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I think it was in Queens. Okay. Yeah, you know. Which, for
2: those that don't know, Queens is technically right. part of Long Island. Right, yeah, technically. Right. Everybody's like, Queens is Queens, And, is and Brooklyn. Yeah, and Brooklyn. Yeah, and technically, Brooklyn. it's part of Long Island. Oh, yeah. okay. And Brooklyn too. Don't forget it. So you go to this tournament. You meet this. Uh, yeah. Well, listen. Lighter?
0: He is considered <clears throat> the vanguard of judo.
2: Now, I didn't know much about
0: him, but what I heard was the guy was awesome. And you had never met him before Never met him before So I went in He made the introduction And he Matsumora says Come with me out We went out into the hallway Now he speaks English But very broken But he still can speak And understand it So he asked me a few questions And I answered him And the last thing he said to me was You miss lesson Lesson's over So I looked at him And I got what that was Like You miss a lesson Lesson's over that means you're
2: done. That's why he showed up 45 minutes early. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: anyway, I, then I started studying under him, and that was a whole nother world mm-hmm. for me. And and the beauty of that was learning authentic Kodokan Judo. You know his his teacher was was Sensei Ida. Aida trained under Goro Kano who was the founder of judo
2: oh so this so is, the so lineage you, so.
0: was very very small and when i started doing seminars now, i don't want to cut
2: you off but how yeah. how far back was judo created
0: very not long ago judo goes back into the uh started in 1890s
2: Okay, so then right. there was this guy who had right. taught one, and then had taught the right. person who taught right. you. Right. Okay, so that's uh, upside down. Yeah, the cutter. Oh, no. yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's oh, sorry. A, that's the punch part.
1: Yeah.
2: Anyway, uh, let
0: me just light this up.
2: So we had so there's been one, two, and then, th- so you're you're kind of the fourth. Uh, um. I guess generation of this yeah, from but, from judo from the person that created it right. had taught somebody the, had taught somebody had taught you
0: But he had many students and he also he put students into the Olympics, too I was not a big competitor That wasn't my stick. I wasn't looking to do that. I did what I had to do for it but um, I was more interested in getting the knowledge and learning
2: so yeah. so that actually brings up a a, a Question I had because we had talked about this before we started recording a little bit was there's a lot of people just assume, you know, because of martial arts, they just assume that people go in for for combat, for self-defense, for for, you know, for for combat, for hitting people, for right. throwing people, right. for learning grapple and learning all these different submissions and whatever the case may be. Yeah. But and then there's a side of it for competition, right, where people aren't necessarily going in to learn how to defend themselves on the street. They're going into sport to go to the Olympics, to where you're not really trying to hurt the other person. You're just trying to score points, right? right? But then there's people like you that aren't really like you. Okay, you had started it as, an, as out of a necessity because you said you were small. You were getting bullied. You needed to learn. But then you fell in love with it for a different reason. You didn't go in for sport. You weren't going in because you, were, you, know, you started learning for self-defense, but it grew into something more. So what would you say is well, the... Well, again,
0: the beginning stages of my training... I was getting beat up in the dojo, because we, it was fighting, sparring. Right. It was full. I mean, there was no pads either. You know, we didn't wear. You know, we did bare hands. off so I got, I had bloody noses, fat lip, uh, and and there was one particular sensei in the class that really helped me. Uh, his name was Jim Rivera. He was really the top guy in the class at the time. He was unbelievable. And I used to try to emulate him. I watched him because when I started, I was at the end of the line. He was at the head of the line, and he ran the line. And it was very strict. If you wiped your sweat, you were down for push-ups. You know, if you broke balance, you were down for push-ups. You broke stance, down for push-ups. It was... Believe me, we did So a lot when you of started fighting. you did a lot of push ups. Yeah, man. a lot of push ups, <laughs> jumping jacks. Yeah. Yeah. You did yeah, that's what you did. But it, again it was it was the, sometimes the classes would go three, four hours. We and you you just underneath you it's wet from all the sweat. It so, probably
2: got to a point where you just stopped sweating because it's just yeah, <laughs> man. We, I just sweat everything out, there's nothing left.
0: Yeah. So we <clears throat> was very very uh tough strict but the discipline you needed that discipline because he wanted to make sure you wouldn't break you know and and again jim wouldn't give up on me he also had had a brother john that was also tough i mean these two guys took a liking to me and just wouldn't give up would make me do more than what i wanted to do and they would no they kept driving me so i have a, a you know I always thank them for for that what they brought me to, you know, because that helped me. That inspired me. When you see the that when you see these guys move, you're like, wow, you know. And going out to the clubs at the time, we got into some battles. And,
2: yeah, now these. And, are, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna, right? gonna oh, ask yeah. you yeah. I was gonna ask you about this because, you know, you had said, originally, You know, you were getting bullied. You went in. You started learning some self defense. You were getting some beat up. Right. So after because you, you obviously have trained at this point for a significant amount of time, Right. and you know you're in your late twenties, you're in your early thirties, you're probably going out and mingling and, yeah. and, and going to dance clubs what, and stuff. In eighties now, so now you probably have oh, a newfound yeah. level of confidence where I'm not going to get pushed around anymore. Anybody steps right. up to me, I'm going to put you on your ass before you even before like you even know what happened. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. right. So has there been a time when you just said you were going out to clubs and there's been a couple of oh yeah scraps that oh, yeah. happen
0: yeah but it, they don't last long
2: no of course because the, the guy steps up to you and before he yeah, blinks but, he's on the floor
0: but not only that it's you know you learn maneuverability you learn how to to get out to escape you learn how to hit and run you learn how to you know you don't stand there if it's because it's never one guy it's three, Oh it's yeah four
2: and it's usually if it's one guy yeah. that you think it's one guy he's probably got three or four of the buddies yeah, yeah, that are going to yeah. be there yeah in two seconds yeah
0: but i I always got out of it and would be able to escape and and do what I had to do uh, up until the re the, the recent thing that happened to me was five years ago I think you had, about, yeah, right? you had told me about yeah you had told me about I was yeah. attacked by two guys and it and I and because my training said attack first don't wait right they thought they they did their thing they thought I was going to step back and put my hands up and I didn't I just went on them and it was over in 30 seconds what was the situation I was walking to I was house sitting for my my brother-in-law I was up uptown uh, 99th Street Broadway last night I was there I was doing it for two weeks they must have been checking me out every night I come home same time walk down the same street and the two guys come between a car guy pulls a knife And I just went into action,
1: you know. Not even hesitating.
0: Not even. I didn't hesitate because they thought I was going to step back. You know, they see an older guy, a little pudgy that I am, you know, he doesn't. But I just went right into it. And uh, again, everything you train for is that moment. Yeah. And it comes out of you because you're doing it all the time for all these years.
2: It's just like it's like second nature. To
0: tell you the truth, I was scared that I hurt them bad. Because they were down on the ground. I ran because I didn't know. You know, the cops come today, you know, they're going to arrest me. Yeah, you know, of course. And then now it's, you know, I I, I just took off.
2: So what happened? I remember you were saying the guy pulled the knife. You kicked the knife out of his hand.
0: I did what they call a crescent kick. And then I dropped, kicked him right in the knee.
2: Oh, yeah. So he's down. So he's down.
0: The other guy now, I started losing my balance after that, leaning forward. The other guy pulled my shoulder around. And he helped rebalance me. But then I palmed my hand, slapped him on the side of the ear hard, and then reached under and grabbed his lat. And I did a throw on him. I just picked him up and threw him on the sidewalk. (laughs) And then just booked it. And I just booked it. Yeah, because I heard crack. Ah, you know, you
2: hear. Oh, he probably busted a rib. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's like every like, action flick. You know, it sounds yeah. like it's from, from a movie scene. You know, and Guys it's probably down the street. Pulled yeah. out a knife and pop 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 thumb. Probably it probably all happened in a matter of like twenty seconds, yeah. if that. If that.
0: So when I ran, my heart was pumping. When I got into my brother's apartment, first thing I did, I reached for aspirin, because in my I'm like I ain't, I don't want to have a heart attack. <laughs> You know, I, I, I got I took down two even. aspirin and I just jumped in the shower, turned the water on, I laid in the bathtub for forty-five minutes.
2: <laughs> cold until, water? No, I put warm water on. <laughs> cold, cold, ice cold. Yeah, just bring yeah, that yeah. bring that tap down a little no, bit. Man, I
0: just I just chilled out and just waited until my heartbeat mm. came down and
1: you
2: know. Those two guys probably like what the uh, fuck? Yeah. <laughs> let's let's reevaluate our
1: occupational what choice. <laughs> so that? what is the significance of le- leaning forward? So what is the significance? Because I have heard you mention it a few times. So you don't want to lean forward. Your brat Wherever your
0: head is leaning, that's where your balance. You got to lean. If you lean forward with your head, you you break you're off balance. You know, your you, your posture should always try to be straight, and your feet base under your shoulders. Okay. Right. If you sh- even when you're shifting into a fighting stance, is that you why all, the, they're
1: all they're all straight back and postured up and they pose like a Bruce Lee. Right, I, you know, I always imagine. They're always, I,
0: don't, I don't know. I don't think not for posing, or they. Really. I just think again, not necessarily posing, but like good. when
1: they get in their fighting stance, they're they're straight up. They have their back yeah. straight, their yeah. head straight. Yeah. yeah. Now, is it is, is it okay.
2: is it? I heard that you're always supposed to be on your toes. Is that true? That you're never supposed to be flat footed. Flat footed on your heels. You're always supposed to be up on your toes.
0: I I always call it slightly heel off the ground, where you could slide a piece of paper under it.
2: Now, what's the significance of that? Because I've heard that before and not and not just you can, in. You can
0: spring into action a lot quicker. It's quicker. Yeah. Even when I walk, I walk a certain way where I, you know, I can move quick. And, you know, in judo, I sh- I'm showing people how to step, how to pivot. Some people can't even pivot on their feet, you know. And, and then, uh, you know, you can w- look at a guy and you see if he's standing flat footed, you got him. Yeah. He's off balance, you know.
2: That's actually because it, it reminds me of um, in basketball, you used to be able to, depending on how a guy was standing, yeah. you used to be able to just like, for instance, if you were, um, we used to call it pulling out the chair. So if you're playing, you, you know, if you familiar with heard, this term, this term yeah. so the term is called pulling out the chair. And it's when you're playing defense on somebody who's trying to back you down. Yeah. Right. When you're when they teach you on how to back somebody down you're supposed to be balanced and you're almost in like a squat position yeah. but you're supposed to be centered over your right. over your 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 feet right yeah, yeah. and as a def- as a defense right you're kind of put your chest against his back and you're trying to body him up but you can always tell that some people that aren't balanced properly they're leaning a little bit too far back cuz right. they're trying to sit on your right. leg yeah so when you notice that the next time that they try to like back up into you you just pull your leg out, and they fall right on their ass. And you steal the ball, and it's called pulling out the chair because they're trying to sit on your leg so that you can't move. Because if they get on your leg, they're kind of pinning you down, and you can't really. Sh- right. So you you feel that that little bit of off balance. You just pull out the chair. He falls on his ass, right. looks yes. an idiot. You pick the ball up. So that's kind of very similar, where you can sense in a in a in. A, I'm assuming too when you're when you're doing your sparring, right. you can sense when somebody's a little bit leaning one way off balance, you're grappling him. You're like, oh, I, I can like, use that.
0: You know, when a guy grabs you, you know where his weight is, right? Yeah. If I were to grab you and start tugging you, I know where your weights go. I know where your energy is going.
2: You're trying to pull. If yeah. I
0: grab you, you're not going to feel anything. I'm going to hold on to you, but you don't know what's happening yet.
2: So like if I were to grab you and you feel, and I'm trying to pull you this I'm gonna way. I'm going to use my effort. I'm you're going to right that. on top. Yeah, right, right. on top. I'm
0: going
1: to take it. So you could just you could just push into him because he's already yeah, going like that.
0: Yeah, this. and there's foot sweeps, leg reaps. There's all kinds of things that take you backwards, take you sideways. And if he's like know? trying to
2: push you, you right. can you can pull him and right. So I hip feel when and- I move
0: around with my students, I say, "Grab me," you know. And when I I when I when I, when I grab them, I'm like, "You feel me? No, good."
2: So, so you don't know what's coming, right? I said, yeah. You
0: can't. You have to be non telegraphic. You can't tell the guy what you're going to do. As soon as you grab and you start tugging or pulling, or even if you're leaning, I can feel you lean on me. How many times I tell him stand straight up? I feel your weight on me.
2: And that's probably what that guy did when he when he felt your weight coming of forward, he did. and he just rolled backwards said, and tossed you over his head. That's what he did. And you're going the Superman. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> wow. that's what
0: happened, man? Listen, I also had another uh, uh, an Olympian from 1972 it was a gentleman from guyana who walked into our dojo in bayshore he saw judo he came in he showed his his credentials he was guyana judo coach plus an olympian well i moved around with him that guy threw me the hardest i've ever been thrown i felt the concrete through the mat
2: the my shake bones, shake you up a little oh, my man.
0: bones rattled and when i got up he looked at me and goes, oh, Frankie, what happened? I said, I'm, I'm looking at him like, what the hell was that? My Suki Tondon, he's called. It. My, his hara, this, where the energy comes from two, three inches below your navel. That's strong. So when I, when he threw me, I felt a hoi, And that's what buried me into the
2: ground. That's probably That sounds like a sumo wrestler. uh, sure, uh
0: it yeah. did. But the guy was, it was incredible.
2: Incredible. You're like you probably got like a shockwave. You're like, whoa, Man. what the? So what is that? It gives was, him an extra
1: little oomph when he's uh, when he's tossing. Yeah, you? it's probably yeah, his core. It's
2: probably his core strength tightening. Yeah. it's like the same thing when you uh, um, I imagine it whenever uh, powerlifting. I used to do a lot of. I used to do some powerlifting and same thing. Like I remember t- when we were squatting the other day, and I was like, all right, take a breathe into your balls. Yeah, it's like breathe it as, yeah, the, right. for the lack of a better, breathe into your balls and tighten your core as hard as you can. Tighten it, right? And then squat up. Yeah. And yeah. you and you failed beforehand, but then you hit it afterwards. That's probably the same thing. Yeah, it's like well, exactly you do I'm the thinking. throw without doing that, and then you then see you do that the throw guy on my that.
0: shoulder in that magazine.
2: Oh yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to show them. Two
0: hundred and sixty pounds. I went and just lifted yeah, him. you
3: straight. got to
2: know how to lift. You got a brace. Let me yeah, see You this. got it, right. Oh yeah, show that to them. Right? Yeah, I mean that's oh, yeah. a, that's that's exactly like uh, like lifting is whenever right. you lift, they say. You have to brace because you can't unless you have a firm uh yeah that's sick two hundred and sixty pounds unless you have a firm base for any sort of lift you you can't expect to lift right. heavy weight unless right. you have a firm base right right like if you have a whole bunch of weight on your back and your entire core is not braced right how you expect to explode up when nothing is station yeah. is is right. is braced for impact basically right. sure. So I can imagine the same thing as when, you know, if he were to throw throw you uh without doing that brace, he probably would have thrown you, but it wouldn't have been right. as as impactful. And then he does that <laughs> and throws you, yeah. and you're like, whoa, that was yeah. he threw me a little bit harder on that one, you know. Well, so
0: a, c- they consider it a key, ki, a key. You know, it's not a, a, a yell, but it's a it's an internal thing that you breathe out, but you're tightening that core, but you're learning how to basically Squeeze your butt cheeks together, right? <laughs> hey, you got to tighten them up. Yeah. And like you just said, you're nuts.
2: Tighten, you got, yeah, you got to brace, man. Right,
0: And uh, it, it adds a lot of power to it. So when he, you know, he threw me, man. I mean, again, that was another guy who gave me another side of judo, intense judo. Um, and, he, you know, he passed away quite a few years ago with cancer. And I lost my other judo or Walter ring sensei to uh, cancer also, you know. Uh, Matt Zamora is still alive. He's, I think he's 86 years old now, but, um, you know, slowed down. But even though when I got on the mat with him, I felt like I had a 400 pound guy on me. He only weighs 158 pounds. He knows how to brace, you know. Wow. And, you know, again, it's amazing when you see the talent and the real expertise of the arts, the guys that really know their stuff. And I've had some great, great teachers that that worked with me. And um, again, I, I, you know, and I carry on that through my teachings. You know.
2: So, so what, so what are you doing? What are you doing now? So you'd say, you know. Well,
0: I'm teaching now. Well, right now we're having the the convention March third for this magazine in Manhattan. So I set up a booth. I had a banner made. I got flyers. I got cards. I'm handing out. I'm going to try to, you know, get, get some more people to come under me. I'm currently teaching in Woodhaven on Saturdays. I do a two-hour session.
2: And how many people do you have on your? We have you right 10,
0: now? Ten that come there, and then plus I have a few kids from my neighborhood that I teach. Right, I got six kids, my two grandsons, and I got four of their friends. That come now,
2: is it? A, I'm assuming that there's different. Uh, Different classes, right? Are they all?
0: No, I put them all in one.
2: Everything together. Kids learning what the adults are learning.
0: My kids, I do really separate the young guys. I've been working with them. I do in my backyard during the summer, and I start from June. This year, I'm going to start like April, mid-April, as soon as it gets nice out. Yeah, hopefully it gets nice. I got a big mat out. Put and the kids come. I don't charge the parents. It's all free. Um. And uh, I did it for my grandsons, you know, and uh, they just they made yellow belt last November. Now I continue them to the, to the next level.
2: So so to explain cool. to us what because I've always I was always interested in, in what are the different belts? Right. I obviously know that black belt is the highest. Right. But what do you where well, do you start? Black, and then...
0: black, let me explain black belt. Black belt is an advanced beginner. OK. Black belt means. All right. I went through all the basic training. Now I'm ready to advance. So now I can't cry, I can't complain. I'm ready anything. So what's after
2: black? Is it like double, triple? You,
0: no, you go up in degrees. So a degree.
2: And what's the highest you can go? 10th. Okay, so that does that mean that you've earned a black belt 10 times over? Uh Like what is what is the typical That's time a period, question. right? Oh, that could take a long time. It could take 50
0: years, 60 years
2: to get to 10th degree? Yeah.
0: Some people never make it to that.
2: And there's nothing higher than 10th degree?
0: Nope. And really today, if you look at it, you know, there are a lot who claim they are. But reality is. How do you prove that you are? Well, you need to have credentials
1: to show. Right. Credentials. And what are these credentials that you get?
0: Well, again, it all depends on the system you're involved, the school, the art, who's who's awarding you, you know?
1: are they like 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 ju- in like like judo
0: judo we have United States Judo Association and USA Judo <clears throat> which you have to follow certain guidelines you need to get certified like I was just certified as a national coach right uh we have to go through safe sport concussion training this is all in the judo world man, because they also background checks and also for for rank you have to do certain techniques put the time in grade they call it participate then if you have a teacher above you he can recommend promotion which it goes to a board we recommend frank Bonano for fifth don and they say they do through all they go through all the things he's supposed to do yes they have all the points yeah so it's it's organized. Mm. It's, you know, uh, it's like going to school, right? right. Other schools, they people have uh, other um, manuals or uh, things they have to do within their system, you know. But if you look at the traditional Shotokan, Karate, Ishinru, Goju-ru, they all have a lineage to follow and the kata forms weapons, you know, they all have to follow a certain guideline to get them up. And it's time. You know.
2: So what what would be the difference between, so you had said, you know, once you get to, to black belt, I imagine that, you know, your, your first belt, you learn certain techniques, and then to get from that belt to the next belt, there's a little bit more techniques, and then the next, and then once you get to black belt, you had said you're an advanced beginner, you've learned all of the techniques. Right. Now it's time to going into advanced. Do you learn more, is it when you finally get to black belt, and now you're going into second degree, third degree, fourth. From black belt on, are you learning more techniques, or are you further mastering the techniques you already do?
0: You're further mastering, and then you're learning more.
2: So it's both. Okay. Right.
0: You could be now doing, uh, you know, instead of, and I'm just give you an example, combinations. Maybe doing ten combinations now as opposed to five. Right, your speed, you're getting faster. You get your precision is better. You're 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 really you're also developing your teaching skills now. How to teach the art, right? How to, uh, you know, again, how to be able to to get somebody up to a certain level. So you that's all part of the uh, the study of it.
2: Are there things that tenth degree black belt to know that ninth degree doesn't? No. What, at no, what point but, is it where there's it, really it, but, nothing else to it, learn?
0: All of that, again, all that mean is you have put the time in and you've developed everything in that curriculum to be at that level.
2: Are there, uh, is, is there a portion of it, you know, when you get to X degree black belt that you're starting to create your own techniques? Of, of after yeah, learning you know, so many and, and yeah, advancing that's your. That's a good
0: question, but how much more do you think?
2: Well, well I'm, you I'm not remember, sure. martial arts yeah. is
0: thousands of years old.
2: Right. Well, and I imagine they, that there could be, you know, there's things that people are doing today that they weren't doing 500 years ago. I imagine there's different well, techniques. Today, today,
0: you're mixing more. You have guys doing more mixed martial arts. Right. So they may now go here and study there, bring it into what they were doing, they'll do it over there. And so that's what you have,
2: you know? Because I imagine that, you know... But a
0: punch oh, is a punch, a kick is a kick, right?
2: To an extent, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, to yeah. an extent. And different who's types faster, of...
0: Who's faster? You know, again, uh, look at the, uh, the U- guys in UFC. Look how that first started, and that look where it is today.
2: Yeah, there's so much more that... Right? That, like you said, there's the mixed martial arts, where right. everybody is incorporating... You know boxing and wrestling and yeah. judo and yeah, right. bjj and all these and karate and all these things into one are you into UFC do you like watching UFC
0: i used to not not much anymore you know um again I'm not really into that type of thing I like more of a the traditional stuff and I, I, the more spiritual side of the sure art, you know um,
1: i see really... i see i see you have this scar here on your head to your eyebrow was that from karate or jujitsu? no, um, no, or
2: no other I would math. love to tell you that when Was that stopped. was that when that guy tossed you on your ass? You're like, whoa. <laughs> That's for a different story was, off that camera. Was a,
1: that was a kid injury. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, So how did now where does this come into play? How did you get into this magazine here? So how does this work? So this is the Deadly Art of Survival, the 15th edition. The sixteenth just came out. This came out a few months ago, you said, right? Yeah, that came out a few months ago. So how does one get into this? You know what was that process? Well, yeah, my like? name was Why put. In, my
0: name was given to them, and then I met with the uh, the, uh, the 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 owner of the magazine, Nathan Ingram, and we met. We had lunch for two hours. He wanted to know who I was, where I came from, mm. and uh, you know. And I, I gather they do a little vetting process where they they find out, and then of course sure. they talk to a lot of people, and you know came back,
1: you know, check the references. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: and he he explained that why he, like one of the reasons he put me in is because who I am and what I represent, you know? And that's what he like. He wanted my story to be out. He goes, because guys like you don't get your story put out there. You know, it's all about the Hollywood stars and who's in the movies. And I want to to bring the grassroots guys out.
1: And what was it that he liked about you so much? my uh, you're very traditional yeah
0: my yeah but that but the, again who i am my my personality the the way i trained the way i i um represented myself and and what i do um you know he like i was humble mm. you know um
3: not
1: again the opposite humble. of hollywood guys it sounds like <laughs> yeah
2: well there's there's a there's something in here that i actually want to read uh it was a quote from you that was in this article, and I want you to kind of elaborate on this because it's a very, I think it's a very important aspect of why you train right. in in what you in, in what you do. It says um, it says among those lessons, never give up. Strive to be the best and practice patience, kindness, sincerity, and understanding. Utilize your training and skills and include them in your everyday life. Right. It has helped me in the boardroom many times. Practice what you preach and defend those who cannot defend themselves. Correct. So. So tell us a little bit about some of those things that you learn throughout practicing martial arts that translate into your everyday life. Because you had said right here that they they helped you in the boardroom. So what are some of those things that you're talking about?
0: Well, I can tell you, because in my world, in my business, I'm I'm in construction, and I was one of the team members who built 9-11 Memorial. So in order to get that position, I had to sell myself to i had 10 people in a room questioning me who i was and yeah
2: why should we give you this why should we
0: give you i was the um main plumbing senior project manager for the the fountains the two waterfall features was all plumbing
2: oh the the infinity yeah, yeah the infinity pool so
0: um again that what i my confidence and the way i represent myself in these meetings this helped me get to that point my my teacher my jiu jitsu teacher was a great speaker and i used to watch him all the time he could grab an audience when we do a demonstration he knew how to grab an audience and i used to watch him and and he was very uh charismatic he he could capture you like that so the training when you build the confidence you 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 kind of you start believing in yourself more and now i believe in who i am in my my industry right um like i said i work for a developer now uh did hotels and uh condos high-rise in the city traveled to la all that
2: i represent
0: them i do change order meetings you know i'm talking about millions of dollars in change orders he knows all you about know, change
2: orders right but i can't i can't <laughs>
0: let the contractors know they can get over on me so um, i have to have a certain when i walk into a room i have to have that confidence that hey guys how you doing we're ready to do business today okay good well i don't believe that and then when i start you know citing things that i recognize that's bullshit they pick up on this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, this
2: guy knows what he's talking about. Right.
0: So again, that's that's how my martial art training has helped me in my work career, right?
2: So there's um, a lot of a lot of the 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 discipline and the confidence right. that it builds in yourself because I because right. I imagine that you probably think back as how different your life would have been had you not gone to that school in that's the beginning right. and that's not right. built the confidence that you've built over the 40 plus years of training like this because this is like you said this is strict it is discipline there's no bullshit there's no whining there's no crying there is train right and shut up right okay right. and if you don't like it gtfo right yeah okay because right. 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 i got a bunch of other guys that are willing to put in the work right, right. and to be great at something and that level of discipline that level of commitment yeah and perseverance to achieve a high level in anything translates in into everything that you do in life.
1: Yeah. Where, it does. It's, it, it's hard to say, but if you didn't take this route of jujitsu and martial arts, how do you think your life would be different? You know, I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys
0: today. That's for <laughs> sure. And I, you know, I, I don't know. I could have went in a different direction altogether, you know? Uh, also, I, I know two
2: family muggers family. that would uh, feel yeah. a little bit different. My, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Again,
0: but, you know, my dad, was a uh, tough Sicilian from the Bronx. And my father used to drive us... Now, I worked for my dad for my first 17 years in the plumbing and heating business, right? He was not an easy man to work for, but he trained us business-wise to, eight. that fitting that's on the floor costs two bucks. Get it. You know, watch the dollars and cents. Watch it. But also... Don't let anybody shit on you, you know, step up for yourself. When I first went to him, said, Dad, can I have money for lessons? He was like, all right. Back then, it was only $25 a month.
1: Yeah, (laughs) now, now, yeah, Yeah, now. (laughs) Ten times that now. Right.
0: But, you know, he used to say, when I come home, he'd see all the bruises and say, are you learning how to give a beating or take one? <laughs>
2: <laughs> both, Dad, both. Like at, at this point, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. You know. But uh, Give me another year. I'll learn one way or another. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
0: But um, nah, he, he listened. He was there when I got handed that certificate. You know, my teacher spoke very highly of me, and my father was there. Um, my mother was there, and he was very proud. You know, you could see it in his face. You know, look what my son achieved You know, and um, Again, and I've seen my dad fight You know it, it, Crazy story, but it's true My brother's engagement party We had a brawl, we were in Massapequa uh, And we were coming out And a bunch of the local The local teenagers started trouble With us and Not even in the party? just they, No, because there was a bar right next to us and then we had a little catering hall mm-hmm. and as we were leaving my younger brother was bringing gifts out to the car and these guys started throwing bottles at Oh, so now <laughs> my brother my older brother's friend comes up to me and he said hey, listen call me cuz we got <laughs> we got a problem in the parking lot and I'm like what a couple of guys throwing bottles at your brother we got to go out and take care of it Because he was a little tough guy too you know all right, and then now there's the three of us, three Italian guys that are short, five four, five six. A friend of ours named Gary had long blonde hair, and white platform shoes on. Just my brother and him were in rock and roll bands, right? So you can imagine.
2: Right? Yeah. So he's coming out, and these these punks are probably like, "We're right. gonna wipe the floor with these." So guys there
0: was 15 there. guys in the lot. I we're on the steps of this place, and I'm shaking now. I'm like, "Oh my god."
2: Yeah, here it comes.
0: Here it
1: goes. Yeah. So, now at this point. Do you have a martial arts background yet? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but how, I'm not, how, I haven't attained where I was. So, so yet. how
2: how long ago was this? this that was,
0: was uh, I had to be nineteen years old. Oh,
2: so you were only a few years oh, in yeah. martial arts. Okay. Yeah.
0: So uh, this big blonde-haired guy calling us guinea bastards, right? Rips his shirt off, and as he's ripping his shirt off, I'm like, this guy's ripping his shirt off. Yeah why Gary down Now Gary was a street fighter Jumped up kicked him with those platform shoes Right in the face That guy went down And Just three of us in the crowd Punches, wailing, flying Who's hitting who A couple of the uncles came out My dad came out Now I saw my dad fight He had three guys up against the car Taking all three And I'm like oh my god look at him go he he scared the shit out of me. Yeah, like right.
2: Yeah. Afterwards, you're probably like, Dad, where the fuck did right. you, you? Where did what? you he, learn you this? Know, you <laughs> know
0: what? He, he got a, the guy was coming up from behind him with a bottle to hit him in the head. I grabbed the guy, threw him down, and said, "Don't you hit my old man." He turned to me and said, "Old man, I'll show you old man." And he just started pounding the guy's <laughs> man, He was upset. You called me an old man, but he was in his forties at the time. Yeah.
2: So, so to say, I said so it was just the same. So that's and how you, you get, that's how
1: you really got the scar. On your face, yeah, so. yeah, right, right. <laughs>
2: so needless to say you had you had some fight in you from the get go. Yeah, your yeah. dad had a little fight that he passed down to you. Yeah, and
0: yeah. well I mean, again, I I I, I told story. you I never gave up. I, anybody that came across me, I fight. But I really wanted to learn the skill. And when I started training, people started to see a difference where they weren't f- fucking with me anymore.
1: You know. And they're glad There's they're wrong. A- and your friends are right now, they're glad you're wrong. I'm
2: rolling with Frankie B. Yeah. yeah but you oh, know
0: Frankie. also a couple of them uh I saved their asses, I'm
1: you know? sure.
2: It's funny when when you get that level of I feel I feel like the level of self confidence creates an aura around you that people can sense. They can feel it, like they can feel it. Like, all right, maybe I don't want to mess with this guy. It's like,
1: a, and it's like almost like an invisible. It's like an invisible shield that you yeah. can kind of feel when you walk in someone who's extremely confident in themselves. Right. Yeah, and it, exactly, sure.
2: exactly, and you can tell. It just, it's like you had said. It's, it's, it's a, it's a sense that people can be. like, Oh shit, maybe you know, maybe yeah. I don't want to mess what, with
1: that guy. What, what What is the so? If you're in an altercation, by the way, the cigars are a very good guy. So oh, well, I
2: really thank love you.
0: the flavor. We should talk about the cigars a little bit.
1: I wanna, I wanna ask you one yeah, question, one more question about the cigars gonna... because it's a two-parter. But yeah. the first one is, one is, is there a right or a wrong time? So if you're in an altercation, right, you're at a bar, you're out. Is there a a right time to walk away and the right time to engage, or what's that's
2: that philosophy on? I don't
0: know, man. You know, again, I'm not out too much anymore in places, and I don't put myself in places of harm, but.
2: That's actually Take a very, I want to pause for a second yeah. there. That's actually a very, very important point yeah. that he just said is you don't, oh, let's, we go, go, that's oh, there let's go, baby. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> it's actually a very important point that you said where you don't put yourself in places of harm. Right. I think that's a, a, a key aspect is, yes, you are capable of defending yourself right. to a high level. And you're probably capable of warding off a group of people if you're outnumbered. Right. But what's first and foremost is you don't put yourself in a situation where you have to do that. Right. The key is if you avoid, avoid it completely, then you never have to go there. Yeah. You know what I think? People don't realize that. It's like you're always going to these. But I always say it all the time. Like, I don't want to go to these bars. Be like, oh, I want to go to this bar. i was like, I'm not going. Right. Why? Because it's a, bun- a bunch of drunken college idiots. Right, right. I don't want to put myself in that. That's right. I don't want to have to worry about maybe there's going to be a fight. I want to go to a classy joint where I don't have to, especially right. if I'm going with my wife I don't want some drunken asshole right. coming up and out. All right. Ruin my night because I got to. Speaking of scars you know. on your face. Yeah. I, yeah.
1: That's, no, but, that's how I got yeah. one on my face from exactly the lesson. Yeah. But like again, it,
0: you know, as you mature in, in age, you realize you, you are going get to get limitations. Right. But if, again, you don't put yourself like, why would you want to hang out in a club? Unless somebody in like on the subways, I'm on the subways. I got these guys coming up to me, and I just ignore them because, mm-hmm. right? What's in my head is, I'm going to bust your kneecap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you know? just avoid it. Yeah, so I just leave it, and you know. And when they see me, they they get the look, and they move. They move on. You, again. Today, there's a lot of young kids today that, you know, they get beer balls.
2: You know? Yeah. I remember this time in... Uh, in reminds me of a time in Manhattan. I went with uh, my wife and I. At the time, she was my uh, fiance, but we were going to meet a couple of friends at a bar. And I think I might have told you this story, Eric. We were going to met, meet a couple of friends at a bar and, have, and go have brunch at another bar and just kind of do a little day thing and then come home. And uh, we get off the train. And this is another reason why like, I I try to avoid the trains, especially during the day. It's not so bad, yeah. but especially at night, because you get a lot of yahoos on the train, drunken. like yeah, you get the, the the ball conf the, the drunken right. drunken balls, yeah. whatever you call it. So the anyway, of fights I've beer seen on beer balls. Yeah, beer balls. Thank you. So you get um. So we're, it's during the day. We're on a train. We get off the train. We're out we're in in Penn Station. We have to walk up to street level, and then we're gonna catch a cab and go down to the thing. So we're going up the escalator, and and I'm walking with my wife, and I see this guy or. or Apparently, with it, he's going up the escalator, and the escalator was, like, kind of packed. So, I was like, hey, let's just take the stairs, right? We're in good shape. Let's take the stairs. So, I walk up the stairs, and I make eye contact with some guy that's on the escalator. I don't think anything of it, and I just keep walking. This guy follows us, right? And now, after we get off the stairs, he gets off the escalator, and he comes up, and I'm thinking, all right, it's probably a homeless guy. He's going to ask me for some money. So, I just tell my wife. I'm like, listen, just ignore him. We're just going to keep walking. So, he comes up, and he says something, and I just ignore him. I throw something out in the garbage, and I keep walking. This guy proceeds to follow us. Okay, now my wife and I are walking, and he's behind us. Mm. And he's, you know, a couple of paces behind, relatively close. And he's blurting out all these profanities, all this stuff, directed at me, yelling, for whatever reason, he's yelling, go back to Jersey, fucker. And I'm like, I'm not from Jersey. I don't even know you. What are you talking about? And now he's yelling out all these other things, right? And he's even yelling some stuff at at my wife. He's yelling like, "Oh, I should split your head open right in front of your girl. You're a pussy." All this yelling, all this stuff to me. I'm like, I've never even seen the you. German missile. I'm like, I've the never German seen missile? you before in my life. Okay, right. and I just, I'm like, ignore him. Ignore him. Just keep walking. Keep walking. Like maybe he'll just he'll give up and stop. We walk for ten blocks, and I'm doing like circles because I'm like, all right, is this guy really? So I, we go down, I cross over, I come back, I cross over, and this guy is following us oh. and yelling all this stuff, yelling all this stuff. And in my head, right, like you had said, just ignore him And because now I'm thinking in my head. I go, all right, I could turn around, confront this guy, and I'm pretty sure that I'm going to put him on his, on his ass. Okay, pretty sure it's going to be a two-hit fight. I'm going to hit him, he's going to hit the floor. Pretty sure it's going to happen. However, so what are the re- consequences of that? I could turn around, he could have a gun, and now I'm fucked. You know, I could turn around, I hit him, he cracks his head on the floor, and I'm fucked. Right. I said, or how do I defuse the situation calmly? There's a group of police officers that were kind of by the train station. I said, honey, we're going to go right there. Right. We walk right to the police officers. I said, excuse me, officer, this guy behind us in the white shirt has been following us for 10 blocks. He's harassing us. I really, I don't want to start anything. I'm just trying to catch a cab. We're trying to go, can you guys please handle this? No problem, sir. They As soon as they turned around, the guy was like, oh, oh. and they, they asked him, what are you doing, buddy? What are you doing? And he's like, oh, oh, oh nothing. He goes, "No, I know what you're doing. Leave the fucking people alone. Right. Leave them alone. Right. And it turns out there was another group. Apparently, he was part of like a, a group. I'm thinking the guy was on drugs and was kind of messed up because he was blurting out some stuff, but he was part of a group and the group went to him and say, like, hey, dude, what are you doing? Stop, stop harassing the people. What are you doing? Cut it out. His his own group, his oh, own friends. Oh boy. But I'm sitting there like that, like you had said. You just avoid it. The guy on the subway, yeah. you could have cracked his kneecap. Yeah, yeah. You're like, just avoid it. What's mm. the What's the point of that? What's uh, what 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 is the, the, the overall thing? Because you're a tough guy, you're gonna okay. I'm gonna knock you on the floor and say, Wait. yeah, big whoop. I knocked you out. What's the point? What's the point?
1: I mean, the other aspects is what happens if something even goes further, and Kelly's just by herself now.
2: All right. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, is was, you. you I'm going through these things, and I'm glad that I took the time to walk around and think about this stuff, because I'm like, I have way more to lose than this fucking guy. Yeah,
1: 100%. Okay,
2: and I'm not about to risk all that to just put him on the floor, okay? So, to your point is you learn how to control and avoid scenarios at all, as best as you can, until there's a situation where like those muggers that you can't avoid it.
0: Right, and then, you know, there's a point where that if you really snap and you know you you are in trouble. Then you have to do what you have to do to survive. And you have to go into that world, be able to realize it's me or them, you know, fight or flight. And and you know, you, again, that's why I say I learned, you know, how to to do what I have to do quick and escape,
2: get out of there,
0: you know. And uh, again. My uh o- o- sensei Lazarus used to say, you know, guys, listen, you got to be careful with the law and what you know, because he was again, he was a detective, gold shield
2: detective. Yeah, because you could you could be in He's some like, serious trouble. Yeah, he Damn. said,
0: you know, first, you have to make sure who's around you, what's going on. Don't be there when the attack comes. Disappear. Get out. You're, nobody says unless you can't. You know, if you surround it all of a sudden, well, all right, you know, uh, what's going on? But again, like when I was caught, they didn't expect me to do what I did Mm -hmm. because they thought I would go back and go, hey, man, you know? Yeah. I, I saw it coming. I looked at their eyes. I saw their eyes. I saw the intent. And when you're training, you know that. Yeah. You know, and you look
2: you look for the signs. You
0: look for the sign, and plus yeah. they, you know. And normally, when you're walking the streets, they don't want to attack someone that they may think give them a hard time.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But me, when I came out, I may have been, you know, a little disoriented, something going on that I was distracted. But when I caught the eyes of the one dude that led, I said, "Oh, here it comes." And as soon as it, I just reacted and I went.
2: Yeah, instincts take over. Yeah,
0: and they had no clue what was going to happen.
2: Yeah, imagine that. Uh, I think I told you at the last, when we were at that event, when we met you is there was a gym that I used to go to and they had a, a course uh, called Impact Self-Defense De- uh, Training. And the Impact was an acronym for something. I don't remember what it was. But one of the first things that they said, they go, listen, we're going to tell you. And it was not as, as um, uh, extensive right. as the training that you've gone through, right. it was more of this, this simplistic right. self-defense, okay? Uh, how to, if somebody's, you know, one of the things they said, like, if you're a woman, right? One of the first things you go, if you can, kick him and go for the balls. Go for the kneecaps. Right. Go for right. the balls. Go for the throat. Go for this. The, the points that you can get him down and go away. He's right. like, one of the guys said, listen, guys have a, a soft spot. Yeah. <clears throat> Kick him in the nuts. He goes. There's no. There's no rules in street fighting. There's no rules. If they got hair, rip the hair out. If he's got. If he's a guy, kick him in the nuts. He's. And I don't care how big you are. You're gonna go down. Okay. Listen. But one of the things that he had said before all of that. Right. Said avoid it. He goes because yeah. your main goal is to get home to your family. Right. If If you get caught in a pinch and you're not as extensively trained as you, and they say, give me all your money. Fine. What's it, what do you got, a couple hundred bucks on you? They may walk away. And if they walk away, great. You got 200 bucks, but you're home to your wife and your family. You want to hear something funny? My wife,
0: many years ago, was doing kickboxing. Now, I could never teach her because she'd always giggle and
3: laugh.
2: She thinks you guys are like play fighting, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you go, honey, I'm trying to. T- <laughs>
0: <laughs> but she went for kickboxing, and she was fit, and being a gymnast, She can get her legs up, kick high. And she was hitting the bag, working the bag, and going three nights a week. So she goes over to Fire Island with her girlfriends one night. They go to Flynn's.
2: Oh, boy.
0: Now there's a guy harassing them. And they're like, leave us alone. And the guy's getting really nasty with them. So the guy did something to my wife. She stepped up and did something. She punched him two times in the nose and broke his nose. He went back. The bouncers came running over and grabbed her. And grabbed they, her. But no, but they <laughs> got her away from him. He went back and blood was all. And then they grabbed him. They, the bouncer said, I was watching. He told her, I was watching out for you, but you went. But really I didn't fast. need to. <laughs> she was, but he, they grabbed the guy, threw him out. And that completed. guy was probably stunned. Oh what my, the heck? She ass. blasted him. And meanwhile, she's five foot tall.
2: Just a one-two. One-two right to the one nose. Two,
0: boom, boom. Because hitting the bag, hitting the bag.
2: Her hand probably hurt afterwards. I no, guarantee. she didn't. She said really? she was
0: fine. No, she was fine. Good
2: for her. Good for her, man. But I was always going to say, like, there's a big difference but, between hitting somebody but, and it, hitting a bag.
0: Right. But but still, the she just went in to defend. Right?
3: Yeah, because she
2: probably knew like listen, if I don't you actually, you actually had said that too when we when we were we first met is um something about something along the lines of like, strike first. Something along the lines right. like that. Like it, where if you see this is coming, like right. if you know something's about to happen, you hit first. Right, right. Don't let the because there the, the person who hits first is is
0: has the advantage has the advantage.
2: Right. right? So you had said when somebody got jumped you you just went first because right. right. you're like, listen, I'm gonna I know this is about to happen, so right. I'm going to be the first one to make this move. Right, 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 because this, whatever, this is not avoidable at this point. So right. she probably saw the same thing. Like, yeah. Listen, if I don't make the first move, this guy's probably a lot bigger. Yes, right. I can defend myself, but if he makes first move, I'm probably out. Right. So I'm going to make the first move. Right. So I know that I'm safe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so and we'll figure it out later. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, she blew them away. You know, it was <laughs> the bounces were like she's Imagine he should, should work for us. <laughs> <Well, yeah>, but <be laughs> he, he fucking deserved it. He yeah, deserved it. Leave the girls leave the women alone, man. Of course he did. You're a Scumbag, leave him alone. So let's um let's uh transition here into um different comedy, not different the real transition, not the that type of transition, okay? Um let's talk about cigars. Right. Okay. So how did how did you start when did you start smoking? How did you get into cigars? Yeah,
0: I, I got to tell you how I started. Okay. I had a godfather a 350 and fifty pound. Italian man from the city named Mungo.
2: His name was Mungo. Mungo. Uncle yeah. Mungo. <laughs> Not uncle. Uh, he
0: was my godfather. Okay.
2: Mungo the godfather. <laughs> okay. So he used to
0: smoke cigars all the time. And he used to start with, used to call them the Guinea stinkers, you know? Oh, the yeah. The Dinobolies. Yeah. My, that's
1: my mom. My, my mom's grandfather used, yeah. to, used to call them all the time. But
0: every time I saw him, he had these
1: big ass cigars. Like,
0: uh, Mungo, can I have Gave me one, and I stopped. My father's like, get out of here. don't give him this cigar. Your father, your father didn't smoke? He smoked Lucky Strike.
2: Oh, Cigarette. okay. So he, he smoked cigarettes. cigarettes. Yeah, yeah.
0: After he had his heart attack, that was it. He quit, yep. yeah.
2: My grandfather was the same <laughs> way.
0: Yeah. But uh, that's how I started getting into cigars, because of him. Many years later, you know, I'd always go, hey, a wedding, let's get a cigar, you know.
2: So at that time, it was occasional. A- yeah. yeah.
0: But- at, but what, what really started getting was when I was going to where the general was, which was called the uh, Club Havana. Mm-hmm. At,
2: oh yeah, at yeah. Eisenhower Park. I was. That's I, a beautiful spot, by right, the way. Yeah. The new one is yeah. beautiful.
0: Yeah, I'm a member there too.
2: We're gonna have to. He's gonna have to take us one night yeah, to that spot. Yeah, you'd please. love it. Oh god. We actually we should we we could go for dinner because my my friend is the manager at the the restaurant. Actually, she's she's she does the catering events. But she you knows the restaurant We go down and you go to the cigar room It's a great spot
0: You can eat up in the cigar room oh, it's great You can spot. eat up there yeah. You don't have to go downstairs it's great spot
2: Great spot That guy uh, What's his guy's name? Nico, right? Yeah. yeah Yeah
0: So anyway I started going there Eight, nine years ago And that was my Friday night spot I'd drive from Saville, Go there Hang Drove out Drove all the way from Savile Yeah <laughs> And I'd I'd eat and drink And have a couple of cocktails And meet some friends there And I started meeting A lot of different people there they did that for years until COVID and that closed down, and then uh, the general took you know two years for them to reopen. When they did the general, yeah, because they're redoing yeah. it.
2: But I was it used to be uh, the the Carlton was the, the rest. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, but that's when I really started getting into it more. I found it relaxing. My hope after my work week, the stress reduction. I would go there and you know just chill out and.
2: Keyword, stress reduction. Yeah. That's it, baby. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. You unwind, you relax, right?
0: And then you meet people. And uh, uh, there was a, the entertainer that used to sing. It was Johnny. Got to know him. Uh, he sang at the club. Yeah, he sang downstairs at the the uh, the restaurant at the Carlton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a Frank Sinatra, D. Martin guy. Ah, uh,
2: I wonder if does he, I wonder if he's still. Uh... He's still around,
0: but he, I think he's supposed to start singing there. I've heard soon.
2: I wonder, yeah. th- does he does he happen to sing in the city as well, or no, no?
0: I'm not really sure. Because there's
2: a guy that sings at uh, the Carnegie Club in Manhattan that has uh, Sinatra Saturdays, and he sings Frank Sinatra, and you close your eyes, it's it's him. It sounds just like him. I was curious if it was the same gentleman, but
0: well, not, well anyway, I meet p- new people, and we hang out. It closed early, so you're not there late. You know, latest I left one night was one o'clock. You know, but still I'd get there at six. That's a, lo- a long time. We're We're from out. six
2: to one o'clock? Yeah. I yeah mean, it's a long it's yeah. a long time.
0: I smoke four or five cigars. Hell yeah. And just hang out. Hell yeah, you know? brother. Because like, you get into conversation, you know how long that can be.
2: Oh, and I, I mean you right know? now we've been going for over an hour. Right. I mean <laughs> <laughs> halfway through a stogie, man. So yeah. we you
0: know, again, that's really then then Long Island Cigar opened up.
2: And that was, so. That was you. you that's right there. by my house. Yeah. Now you, that's a blessing right, right there.
0: So now I go there and I hang out there for a few hours. I had some good nights, there, like when you guys were there that night. That happened to be a good night. Uh, and then they throw little events all the time. Yeah. You know, good people hanging out in there. Uh, you know, it's, you know, a couple of you know, everybody sharing the, their their liquor or mm-hmm. whatever they got. It comes out.
2: See, that's a beautiful thing about cigar culture. Yeah. <clears throat> is you go to lounges like that, everybody's hanging out. People come, hey, yo, what are you doing? You want a little, hey, give him a little glass. Take hey, You know What do you, you do? Hey, you want some Try this, man. they he's Everybody's just, they're all just hanging out. You guys know Tito, right? Yeah, of course. Tito, I call I call, I call. him Willy Wonka. Yeah. Because he's always giving out chocolate to everybody. <laughs> I call him Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah. He's, oh, he's that a that man. Guy, every time I see him, he's got a bag of chocolate. Yeah. He wants chocolate. He wants yeah. his chocolate. I think,
1: think he was giving me chocolate cover espresso, yeah. espresso yeah. beans. And I, was he's like, oh,
2: I call him wow. Willy Wonka. He's always got chocolate on him.
0: Yeah, Tito. Tito is a good man. He's the can. And yeah. he's always
2: got great shoes, too. His yeah. shoes yeah. are always yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. He's got like yeah. these red velvet. He's
1: always yeah. got the exclusive cigars. Like before yeah. they even yeah. get released, he's like, <laughs> oh,
2: I got it already. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I bought a box. A well, he's a good, good dude. He's good. He's
0: good. He recommend good cigars, you know? Yeah,
2: I remember him from. Uh, he used to go to Matador's a lot. Um, and I. And then now he goes to Long Island, I imagine. Uh, but yeah, he's. It's funny. The candy man. He's always. And and I always appreciate it, too, because. Uh, uh, chocolate and cigars is a great combination. So yeah. you get the, the creaminess and the sweetness yeah, and the chocolate, yeah. and then you get some of the, the dryness and the spiciness from the cigar. And it's so any time. But yeah, let me, I walk in. Tito, you got a piece of dark chocolate? Of course, I got it. pull out his backpack or whatever is his little bag. And he's always got the stuff. <laughs> it's great.
0: Yeah. And Eddie's nice. The, one of the owners and Joe. They're yes. good guys. Yep. You know.
2: Shout out um, to Long Island Cigar.
0: I actually, I just delivered them. I had a, a ice maker at home that I wasn't using. A portable ice maker, and yeah. I, I donated it to them because the one they had was—you the, throw in a drink, it dissolved in two <laughs> seconds. I said, "Guys, we need a—you yeah. know." Now, now I'm trying to get them to hook up a water line to it.
2: Oh, uh, so it just makes, yeah, yeah so what, Well, they know a plumbing guy. Exactly. <laughs> you should talk to I guess I know a great guy. I know a great guy would get you a good deal on plumbing. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. What's his, I his name? Know oh, his with... name is Frank Bonanno. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't run with the tools anymore. Though. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what do we got? We're at an hour and an hour and ten minutes. Man. No, but you guys got nice fast. cigars. Your your brand is nice. You know. Thank Wait you. till you come out with the next. This is the this is the next one that uh, that we actually just um, finalized the label. Yeah. Uh, so the next one that's coming out is going to be the same exact size. You can see it's the same exact size, but it's a Connecticut wrapper, yep. a little bit of a different blend, yep. Connecticut wrapper and. The label is go. It's going to be the same look, but to be red, and a different name, obviously. So we just finalized the whole design for the label, the box, and everything. So we got to place the order next week, but hopefully that'll be out uh, by April if everything works out. Mo's, Mo's right, but you're mm-hmm. gonna have to try that gotta, one. Yeah, I'd like to. It's yeah. gonna be. Uh, it's a good stick. It's a good stick. So, so how
1: so. how often do you have a cigar? Every day? Every, no, no. Uh, usually once or twice a week. So, what can you tell the people about the misconception of being fit, like you know, in jujitsu right. and enjoying cigars at the same time?
0: Well, again, I do it. You know, again, to me, it, it, I enjoy smoking it. It's to me, it's really a nice, it's a nice thing to do. Again, it, it, it all again, it all depends on where you're going to do it and who you're meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that's it's the whole aviance of the social cigar, aspect. the social, yeah. And uh, you really have to find a cigar you like. And sometimes that takes a long time. Yeah. You know, oh, I yeah. tried a lot of different cigars and some of that ah, too strong, you know. Li- and you'll know, like right. Yeah. In my mouth, you know.
2: And I always tell people, too, that if, you, if you're interested in trying a new cigar to if you don't like the first time you had it, wait a little bit. Try it again, right. because sometimes it might you might have eaten something. You might not be in the right mindset. You might be uh, maybe you know, what you're drinking doesn't really match with it. And the cigar, for whatever reason, might not taste good on that day. Right. So I said, give it a little time. Yeah. Try it again. Yeah, yeah I can and, then see if, that. and then if you don't like it the second time, okay, maybe right. you don't like that yeah. cigar. But you could also have a bad box. It could be too tightly rolled by accident. Maybe the humidor wasn't kept right. So a whole bunch of factors. So I said, try it twice. Yeah. But you're right. Takes a little time. Takes a little but time. But once you find, find that, that one. Yeah.
0: You know, again, I, I've i been down to Tampa. I bought handmade cigars in Tampa, tried them. Some of them were pretty good that they were rolling. I was in Ybor City, mm. and they have a lot of little cigar. Is
2: that stuff. Tampa Sweethearts is down there, right? A little Havana over there. Little Havana, little yeah. Little Havana, okay. Yeah,
0: and uh, New York, there's a guy, I think, on 29th Street. Between seventh and sixth
1: is that Martinez is that Martinez to go yeah is? yeah right, right by the Long Island uh right by the Penn. Penn station yeah yeah Martinez
0: I, was, I bought a few of his he, he, the, and they're rolling them right there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, knows, nice spot.
2: I think we, nice. he sent us a couple of his right yeah I over believe. the years so. yeah. yeah for sure
0: again it's it again again for me and being in business I've been to Havana's in Manhattan where I've had Al Sharpton sitting to the right of me and Giuliani sitting to the left of me.
2: Yeah. You know, and that I'm place, like that look at this place. Was, and yeah. then
0: you look at the humor doors is Bill Clinton It was uh
2: uh Arnold I think had Cuomo, one in there. Governor
0: Cuomo's uh, Cuomo had one in had, there. Were, yeah. Giuliani
2: was in there. Um a lot of a lot of the uh athletes some like the Knicks players. Mm-hmm. I think Starks even had one yeah. at one point when he was there. There's a lot of yeah
0: but again you go out with the right group of people and to me it's, again listen i'm not a fanatic where i don't do i do things cuz i enjoy doing them. yeah if i'm training and working out that's one thing but you know
2: and this and and smoking cigars does doesn't hinder your stamina no. or, or your no. training at all no. No. cuz i've been asked asked that quite a bit mm-hmm. people assume that when you smoke cigars oh that that hurts your stamina that hurts your fitness that hurts your I go no. Nah, I i haven't it's felt it better I haven't felt the effects at all yeah. yeah at all right obviously I told you before when I was playing basketball in college I wasn't I smoked occasionally yeah right but after my later years in college I started getting more into cigars and now it's it's I obvious. Would, but when
1: I was playing softball, I would have I would have a cigar on out the outfield.
2: Oh yeah, no, but that yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but and then afterwards, you know, I continued I continued in these rec leagues that I would play in and but I was now a a cigar smoker. I would be right. smoking on a regular basis. I w didn't hinder me at all. Didn't I, hinder the strength in the gym. No. Didn't hinder the endurance. I'd be like didn't change at all. Didn't change at all.
0: I had I had one doctor tell me you gotta be careful. You get mouth cancer from cigar smoke.
2: Yeah, it's a little you know, bullshit. And that's
0: uh, I'm like, ah, come on, how? No. I said, you know what? I could see a guy who's chewing tobacco. Yes. I don't know. I said, but yeah, uh, I, I go home, I brush my teeth right away. I got to try, you know, clean myself up. Of course, you you got to do that. You know, yeah. it's personal hygiene. You know,
2: we've we've actually read uh, a number of studies on how a how cigar use. You know, occasional cigar use has nil effect on your health long term. Yeah. They've done studies on multiple thousands, th- tens of thousands of people over the course of 20 years. Yeah. They compared, you know, people that don't do anything is the baseline. Right. Then there's people that smoke cigarettes, people that smoke cigars, people that smoke a pack a day right. of cigarettes, people that smoke one cigar a day, one cigar a week, five cigars a day. They've, they have all these different categories. Right. and. Those that smoked cigars, only cigars, whatever the frequency, unless you were smoking ten a day, it had no effect on right. you. If you're smoking ten but if you're doing ten a day of anything, like if you're doing that's, 10, that's I would argue that if you're drinking ten Coca colas a day, right. it has more harm than smoking Correct. ten cigars. One hundred. Right? So what is and your
0: favorite drink with a
2: cigar? Coffee. You, you like coffee? Coffee, yes. Well, how
0: about you, Sam? Really? If yes.
2: it's if I'm doing alcohol, if I'm doing alcohol, it's bourbon. It. Yeah. Bourbon. Yeah. It, oh, Justin! I like and I are Crown very Royal. Justin Crown Rogers. Royal. Yeah, I like my Grand father-in-law Royal likes Crown Royal. Yeah, I like that. You like the sweetness? Yeah. Which is actually very—that's interesting because there's a—I used to drink um, uh, Grand Marnier with oh, a cigar. Oh, I've had Grand Marnier too. That's a good pairing too because yeah. of the sweetness. Yep. Same reason it's why I like. Got a nice chocolate.
0: little bite to it, you know, but it also
1: nice.
2: Yeah, you it's, can't have too many of those, though. No. Yeah, I got drunk on that once, and it was not a good morning. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that you know. sugar gets you. Yeah, the co-
1: coffee and the cigars for like for us are, are the best. It's it's uh it's the bean belt and the tobacco belt. I yeah. always always say.
2: You know what I think adds to it too is coffee is a very relaxing drink. A nice hot cup of coffee, yeah. you know, especially on a cold day like cool. today. On a very a warm cup of coffee is very relaxing. A cigar is very relaxing. So when you put the two together, it's a little afternoon on a Saturday and it's cold. Yeah. And you're sitting there. You have a cup of coffee. The stove. It's you are at peace. Mostly you are not. at complete peace.
1: Do you smoke cigars with your sons or any like? Who do you? My son.
0: he He really. He'll smoke occasionally with me, but he's really not into it.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: I, who I usually go is when I go to
1: LIC. L- LIC boys.
0: That's it. Or, Goes or hang, if hang I go, out with Willie Walker. If I go down at a, uh, General. You know, whoever's there, you
2: know. I got to go to the general. I, I, mean, I, f- I
0: have a friend that meets me there who lives in Garden City. He doesn't smoke
1: at all.
2: He just meets you for the, he for just the company. Me, just, yeah. yeah, we yeah. hang
1: out, we talk, we catch up. That's still you know, great. I mean, that's, yeah. the chemistry is still there. I mean, yeah. it's almost like he's smoking a cigar. Yeah. Right? I love it. You're there for one reason. Well, I appreciate that he does show because he's not a smoker. You yeah, that's exactly But yeah. it,
0: again, what the places, since I'm in the HVAC business, these guys need to really know how to use their filtration systems, you know. Because yeah, we got to put what, what, you here? Thought, what do you think times, of ours? Yeah, you see the <laughs> cloud of smoke sitting in these places; they're not working. Yep. You this sh- should be gone. You should be taken out. What do you Man. think?
2: What do you think of our filtration system?
0: Yeah. Well, you need some help here. We got. We, <laughs> we got. Got, <laughs> we got a little bit of a ghetto exhaust yeah. in the. Board so, so
2: okay. So let me. So let me ask because we were, you're in the business, We were thinking. Well. There's a couple of different options that we could do, right? We could do one of those Rabbit Airs or the Medify air filters that go on the wall. Yeah. I don't. I've heard that I've heard mixed reviews about them. Uh, the other thing we could do is install a vent, right? I mean, we're in a, a pool house. It's not hard to drill a hole in the wall and put an exhaust fan that blows out in two directions. Do you think? Like, how much do you think we would need? Would it be a a small fan, like in the wall. Would you need a big fan, circular fan? Like, how would you?
0: You just need something to move, like uh, two hundred cfm.
2: Two hundred cfm. So, how big? It, what kind of unit is that? I'm not familiar well, with H it'll
0: be it'll be small. Like, what size room is this?
2: Probably uh, what twelve by fifteen, something yeah, like that. I would say 12, 150 would say 12 square 12. feet, maybe yeah. something like that. So, Less than 200 square know, feet. You know,
0: in here, three quarter ton, you can get a split system for in here for heating and cooling. Right, and then have have an exhaust fan in the wall, because what you should do is run makeup air in here where you're bringing outside air and circulating all the time.
2: So do you have one air, one fan that's blowing in, the other fan blowing and out? The
0: same one is in and out. Okay. And you and it's and it's uh, the wintertime you're tempering it, the summertime you're cooling it.
2: Right? Okay. I was just gonna ask about that because that's one of the things. Uh, right now we just have a fan that blows air out. Right. Um, and it. With, I'll be quite honest. Without it, it gets. I mean, it's a little smoking here now, but without it, it's bad. It's but if, very bad. But
0: if you're going to be doing this a lot in here, I would definitely do a right system in here.
2: Now, what what does something like that run? Man, I,
0: you're going to be talking about maybe ten grand <laughs> to set that
2: up for you. Now, 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 let me ask you about this. What about just the filtration? So just just to exhaust the smoke out.
0: oh ah, then you can get an exhaust fan for fifteen hundred dollars, a decent one. And well, you would you
2: put the, how would you put would you put that in the wall and put the it side? in the wall?
1: You can put it on the roof.
2: Just suck the air out.
1: Yeah, and put it right there. Whoosh.
2: Yeah, well, it you the, should put it right here and just suck the air right has, out,
1: and it will have the little hood on the top of the. Yeah, uh, but it won't
0: be it won't be a real fast one. If you want, you don't want it because you, yeah, yeah, you, you want it to be very subtle, but have a you know, because uh, if you put too much, you're gonna feel it.
2: Yeah, you're gonna suck the, yeah. Right. So it. Yeah, we also don't want to be. It, it's tough too because then yeah. you suck a lot of the heat out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which definitely. is where you get the big the the split unit that you can get the heat all in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we, we 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 there's there's ways we have there's to a, way, a couple of ways of doing couple it. Couple ways. But, you to know, do it.
0: it's it's what what's easy on the pocket.
2: It's from my my stepfather built the uh, converted the garage into a, a man cave. So we had a garage where my parents live, and he just <laughs> put the garage door down and sealed it, locked it and then built a wall in front of it. So, like, behind the wall is the garage, but it's just completely sealed off. And what he has is he put a a ventilation system, a little fan, but we also have, there was an attic in the garage. So whenever we, uh, and and up in the attic is where the unit is and it sucks the air out and then it goes out through the, the roof. But anytime we're smoking in there, just to add a little bit of help, he just pulls the attic door down a little bit. Just a little bit. And he cracks it. So it's like a big gaping hole that yeah. the smoke goes up into the attic. Sucked right out. And it works fine. Like, he turns the fan on. He pulls the... I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, just try. He pulls, yeah. the, he pulls the attic down. So you just got the attic hanging yeah, out yeah, like yeah. this. So we're just sitting there smoking. It goes right up, man. Yeah, the attic goes fan, right
0: definitely. They're good. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just need something like, again, if you're pulling air, you got to bring air in. Yeah. You know? But the, the, the split system... Is not bringing outside air in; it's just circulating air in here, right? It's so it's not,
2: taking the smoke out. Yeah, well, it's really
0: not. It's it's you know the, you have a filter on it, but it's not. You need an exhaust to exhaust it out.
2: Yeah, that's the, yeah. We need we would need an exhaust. I actually looked into um, they sell uh, these electric baseboard heaters that look like baseboard heating, but they're electric. They just plug into an outlet. Right, right. And we thought about getting a couple because. To be quite honest, it, these fans that we have, these little heater fans, they take the chill out of the air. They don't heat it to 70 degrees. Mm-hmm. But right now, outside, it's 32. It does not feel like 32 in here. No. You know, 60 it's degrees. It's warm zone.
1: up here. It's cold down here. Yeah, I can feel it. Obviously, yeah, well, heat rises.
2: But there's Yeah, so there's way. We can do an exhaust or something. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Frank, I think we're coming to the end here. That's uh, hour, oh. little hour and 20 minutes. But this is the time that we like to give you the red carpet to let people know, you know, where they can find you, right, if you're on social media, if they want to uh, be a student, you know, where they can find your, your uh, class, where they can take your class, how they right. can find you, if you have a website or anything like that, if there's any events that you're doing, you said you're doing something in, in Manhattan. Correct. This is kind of the, the time to plug away. Okay. And the floor is yours.
0: Thank you. Well, first of all, I, I teach out of my house in Savile. So the best thing anybody is to call me at 631 631- 5237574. I do privates and semi privates at my house. I'm also teaching in Woodhaven, Queens. Uh, I'm off of 78th Street. Um, so again if they want to find that location just call me. And we're having an event March 3rd. This is called Douse Khan 4.
2: Oh, Deadly Art of Survivor right. DAOS. Uh, okay. And
0: I will be there with giving out handouts. It's it, it, There's going to be seminars uh, People there It's it's a great event To meet other martial artists it's Got people that are in the magazines Present and past
2: magazines Is it all different forms of martial arts? It's art? all different okay.
0: forms of martial arts Some of the top guys in the northeast Will be there mm. um, So again it's a great Great event to, to participate in And see and you can see a lot of people You know uh, again I'll be there And again for, they should just reach me at, at my number, you know? Um,
2: awesome. Do you yeah, have a? Do you have, are you on Instagram, on social media at all?
0: I have, I have a Facebook page. Okay. Called, uh, I have mine and plus my club name, which is called Dain on Wanru Jiu-Jitsu and Judo.
2: Okay. We'll have to get that and put that on the, right, uh, in the description right, below. Right. But All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Frank, for joining us Glad here. Glad you finally came on. Yeah, on the Burnout Podcast. It was a great conversation. And thank you for
1: following up. Thank you for following up. I I appreciate uh, that. Yes.
2: Uh, It was a great conversation. This is this was you're the first martial artist that we've had on our show. Um, And I know very little about martial arts. Eric knows very little about martial arts. I know the extent of my heavy bag in my garage. I know nothing uh, about martial arts. (laughs) I know how to box a little bit. That's about what I know. Um, All I know now is don't lean forward (laughs) (laughs) or backwards or backwards. backwards. Yeah. Stay balanced. Yeah. but Frank, thank uh, you very much for joining no us on Burnout I podcast. It was an I absolute pleasure. It. Thank you. Uh, everybody be sure to check out Frank on uh on you can give him a call and if you want to be a a, a student of his, uh check out the event that's coming up in on March 3rd, you said? March 3rd at
0: 155 Grand Street.
2: 155 Grand Manhattan. Street in Manhattan. Yeah, Manhattan. Frank, you're the man. We
1: appreciate you. We like to we won't cheers with water, but we like to say cheers, chin chin and salute. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. We'll see you on the next one.